We all know that May is the month for teacher appreciation. And while we love Teacher Appreciation Month, because it usually means that we get those cute little bags of goodies with Pinterest tags, and maybe there's pizza in the lounge, or maybe it's just our kids are being incredibly awesome, or at least we hope. We also understand that this year, there have definitely been times when we haven't felt that appreciated. And that's why I am releasing this episode right now. I invited my friend, the Happy Teacher Revolution, to the podcast to drop two quick tips on those things that we need reminders of to make us understand wholeheartedly that we are appreciated and that this teacher life is so good for us. And I'm just going to tell you right now, you're going to want to stick around to the end because there is a special treat coming. Kenny G may or may not have a role in this episode. Yes, the saxophone player. But before we roll into the episode, I want to give a shout out to the listener of the week, Mrs. Hoffman, who left a five-star review on the Apple Podcast app. Mrs. Hoffman said, I want to be her best friend. This is my first year teaching And I want you to know that this weekly podcast is a way for me to get that regular boost as an educator and to give my students the best experience I possibly can while simultaneously having the best experience I possibly can. I highly, highly recommend to every teacher, no matter your grade level, years of experience, or level of current burnout or exhaustion. We always have things to learn and improve on to make us better teachers, and this is the place to get that. Thank you, Monica, and thank you for this podcast. I really do love living this teacher life. Mrs. Hoffman, thank you so much for leaving that written review. Guess what? You have been selected as our final winner for the awesome April book giveaway. Shoot me a direct message and I will hook you up with a free book of your choice from my teacher library. Just as a special way of saying thank you for being a listener of the This Teacher Life podcast. Now, friends, if you're like, what? This was the last week of the giveaway? You know what? I've enjoyed it so much that I'm going to continue to do surprise giveaways to listeners who have left written reviews. So don't worry. I want to show my teacher appreciation to fellow teachers. So if you love the episode, do a quick, just a quick written review, a sentence or two. Leave that five star review if you're loving what we are putting down. I want you to know that I love you, I love this teacher life, and I love that you are living it with me. So let's roll into this episode with my friend, Dana. Only in our world is this normal. It's me, Monica Genta, and I'm really excited to be bringing you episodes of this podcast every week. It's full of tips and tricks, stories and strategies, celebrations and struggles, all from the real life that we are living every day. Welcome to This Teacher Life. 
Appreciation Month, so we should be filled with like extra love and extra just like, mm, we should we should feel that. And I'm super excited because today's topic is actually about what do we do when teachers don't feel that? What do we do? And you've got two tips to kind of help us out. So first off, thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to connect and to, to have this amazing conversation. Yeah, and your background is amazing. So you're part of the Happy Teacher Revolution, which, mm -hmm. you know, before we started recording, we were talking a little bit about your vision for it. And I love it just that, that every teacher should feel loved and appreciated, not just in May, but every day. And so what do we do? What's your first tip on when we don't feel like we can continue to be in this profession? What, what's the first step? So I think that something that's really important for teachers to remember is the importance of boundary setting, setting yeah. boundaries. And that can, that can look in like a number of different things. For me, setting boundaries was uh, deleting my work email from my cell phone. Nice. Uh, for me, setting boundaries was leaving my work laptop at work, mm -hmm. um, having an accountability partner who would check my bag to see and make sure that I wasn't taking... <laughs> loads of grading home and things like that. And so that can be a means of uh, setting boundaries. And yeah. I think it's really important for teachers to protect their time. And um, there's so much that teachers give, 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 uh, that I think it's really important for teachers to take a step back, realize mm -hmm. what their prioritize what their priorities are to recognize um, and and schedule and prioritize the things that really matter and to set those boundaries for their personal life. Yeah, I love that. I, you know, I've heard people say like, leave their laptop or their school bag at home, but I've never heard it quite like that. Like, I love that you took it to the next step and said, no, I, I had somebody check my bag. It's like airport security. Like yeah. you have like a TSA <laughs> person going through your bag and it's like, ar, ar, sorry, you can't, you can't come through here. <laughs> that's exactly. amazing yeah exactly well and and i think that's lines, go ahead go ahead i was gonna say and along those same lines another strategy that i'd recommend is disconnecting and detaching with love um, so coming from a place of love, both for yourself and for your students, that self-care is professional development. And when you invest in taking care of yourself, you are, in fact, investing in your students. And so along the same lines, I mean, disconnecting and detaching could mean literally turning off your cell phone or disconnecting from the technology um, associated in the workplace. But it could also mean, you know, having some kind of code switching, um, transitioning from being Miss Thomas to being Dana. Mm -hmm. looks like hanging up my teacher lanyard with my school ID, having like a physical marker of leaving that and transitioning into my personal life. Yeah. Oh, that's really good. And I think just like the visual of that as well, yeah. just to separate, like there, there has to be some separation. And I think one thing that's interesting is the smaller the town that you work in, the harder and harder and harder it is to disconnect because you're shopping at the Walmart and it feels like you're having a parent teacher conference. Every time you turn around, it's like, I don't want to talk about your children's academic goals while I'm trying to get kale. Like we're not doing this in the produce aisle. Right. Right. So, so I think that that just visual of literally like hanging up the lanyard or your school keys is just that it's a really good, like mental trigger. Right. Exactly. Because we hear a lot about self-care 
And mm-hmm. like, you know, everyone's posting something about self-care Sunday, right? And we hear a lot about professional development, mm-hmm. but I don't know if I've ever heard it said like this, that self-care is professional development. I love that because that is so true. Part of being a professional is having a personal life and feeling like your best self. So that's a really good connection. Right, exactly. And I think, and one thing that I've learned from our revolutionaries, so um, Happy Teacher Revolution is a Baltimore-born international movement with the mission to organize and conduct support groups for teachers in the field health and wellness. Um, And we're really focusing on increasing teacher happiness, retention, and professional sustainability. And one of our revolutionaries shared with me that she defines self-care in three different ways. There's basic self-care, there's um, deep self-care, and there's radical self-care. And so basic self-care, that's like in our Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? Are we drinking enough water? Are we sleeping enough? Are we eating healthy meals? Do we Mm -hmm. feel sick? Um, And in deep self-care, it's more of that community feel, like Happy Teacher Revolution in terms of getting outside of yourself and joining the community. So rather than doing um, a YouTube yoga tutorial for basic self-care, maybe deep self-care is going out into the community and taking a yoga class and doing those types of things. Cool. Whereas radical self-care um, is less frequent, but uh, but maybe more intense. So going to a conference like the Teacher Self-Care Conference or booking a trip for yourself or going on a vacation or doing something um, that might be a little bit more of an investment in terms of time, energy, and money, but is that radical self-care. And I think a lot of teachers, it's trending so much now, this concept of self-care. We're seeing it on Instagram and Self-Care Sunday. And I think a lot of teachers might roll their eyes and be like, oh, here we go again. (laughs) Some some districts, I think, are sending like a self-care article as if to say like, that's enough um, for the support uh, professionally of our educators. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, I first started Happy Teacher Revolution in 2014, 2015 school year. It really started as a consciousness raising movement, very much like um, the women's liberation movement, civil rights movement idea of gathering teachers together to talk about self-care as professional development and so according to research from the university of missouri 93 percent of teachers report feeling overwhelming levels of stress and burnout which in turn affects student achievement results and if we translate those numbers to uh, our public school teachers nationally that means that out of 3.6 million teachers in the u.s that 3.3 million are burnt out Mm-hmm. If we look at the students sitting in those classrooms, that means upwards of 70 plus million kids are sitting in a classroom with a burnt out teacher. Yeah. Um, incredibly expensive. They were spending nationally about $7.3 billion a year because of teacher turnover, of uh, the revolving door of teachers coming in and out. And so what if instead we use that $7.3 billion to invest in wellness programs and self-care and prof- as professional development for teachers? Because again, PD hasn't been super useful um, for a lot of teachers out there. That's a $2.6 billion industry. And unfortunately, only 29% of teachers are finding that professional development useful. So yeah. I think there we're, we're in a moment where we need to reframe how to professionally support our educators. Preach. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that emoji. You know the one. This is the one I'm giving right now. Yes. I love it. No, it's so true because like, so I've, I've been in education for a decade and I would say the first Uh Uh-oh, there we go, okay, you're back. (laughs) I would say the first half of my career, it felt like people weren't 
talking about how stressed they were and how maybe they weren't loving their job. Like people kept that inside and then people would just like leave the profession. It was like, whoa, we didn't even see that coming. So I think part of this movement is like letting teachers know that like it is okay to feel stressed. It is okay. Like you got to talk about that with other people. We got to do something about it because nobody wants to walk into their school only to think like, I can't wait until I walk out of it. Like that's not, that's not what we're going for. So I love what you're doing. And I, I, you know, I know what's coming, but we're going to go to the final thought. And I'm so pumped up about this. (laughs) Give it to us, girl. All right, cool. So um, one thing that I share in Happy Teacher Revolution is the idea of resilient practitioners. Um, And so how the question is, how does a ballerina um, take care of her legs and feet to dance? And how does a photographer take care of the eyes? Mm -hmm. And how does the musician take care of their instrument to perform? And I'm a saxophone player. I'm a huge uh, Simpsons fan. And I started playing the saxophone in the fourth grade because of Lisa. And so when I'm getting ready, and I still play. Yeah. Yes! And it's so, like Kenny G. We're having like a concert right now. <laughs> My hair is not as cool as Kenny G's. That's okay. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> so when I'm getting ready for a gig, right, like, I have to make sure that my reed's not chipped, that my keys aren't sticky, um, that my instrument is working um, so that I can play the music and, and perform the show. And with educators, it's the same thing, right? And when we're in a relationship intense profession, like we all are, we have to make sure we're taking care of our instruments. Well, guess what our instrument is? Hello. Yeah. Hello, right? So we're like, we're literally instruments of change. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just wanted to serenade yes. our viewers and play a little bit because I think it's really important that we take care of our instruments. Teacher vlog friends, we have had nearly 30 episodes and not once have you been serenaded. People have freestyle rapped. It has gotten, we have had music, but we have never been serenaded by essentially like the female Kenny G. So that's what I'm going with yep okay and so extra points to any educators watching who might be able to name this tune oh good it's a game built into this okay great The correct answer is Careless Whisper by there, George Michaels. <laughs> I never would have gotten that, but that's okay. I've heard it so many times. I about shazammed you, honestly. Yes. I was going <laughs> Dana's laugh and positivity and wisdom, it's like the smile on my face simply by listening back to that recording it fills my teacher heart in a really big way. So we hope that you've loved this episode. And in fact, I wanna share one final thing that I know you're gonna love, and it is absolutely going to fill your teacher heart this summer. So here's the thing, educator friends, I believe that we deserve to have a banging summer. We deserve to relax and rejuvenate, but I also understand 
that summer is a time for us to gather new ideas, but to do it on our own time, to be thinking ahead about the classroom and because we love our job and we're excited about it. So if you are the kind of teacher who wants to learn and wants to grow, but you wanna do that on your own time and you wanna do that with maybe a Capri Sun or a glass of wine, and you wanna do it by the pool or when your kids go to bed, can I formally invite you to the awesome Conference for Teachers Online. It starts in June and it is a super fun, super flexible way to get PD credit hours, but more importantly, to celebrate education during the months of June and July. I'm gonna go live throughout the summer and I wanna invite you to those live events where I'm gonna be sharing ideas, uh, strategies, motivation, inspiration, all of those things that we want and need, but we're gonna do it in a fun and flexible environment. Not able to make it to the live events for the Awesome Conference Online? Literally no worry. There will be replays posted but I just wanna give us the platform to grow and laugh and love on each other all summer long. Registration for the awesome conference is open right now. You can go to monicagenta.com slash summer and you can find the link in the show notes. Once again, that's monicagenta.com slash summer. I would love for you to be a part of it. It is going to be a blast. We did it last summer and it was so freaking amazing. And the energy and the the results were just so great that I was like, damn, let's do it again for 2021. So check out the link, monicagenta.com slash summer and decide is the awesome conference for teachers online right for you. You guys, happy Teacher Appreciation Month. I hope you feel love. I hope you feel support. I hope you feel all of the feels that we deserve to have because we are living this teacher life.